Welcome back into another episode of Husker Women's Wednesday powered by Emeritus. And I am so excited and just so thankful to get to, to chat with today's guests and have been such a blessing to cover your career. Jazz Shelley, you've got Senior Day coming up, which doesn't feel real. Does it feel real to you? It doesn't feel real. This season has come around so quickly. Um, like I said to you just before, like this senior night's a little different for me because mm -hmm. I know I'm definitely not coming back. I have no more eligibility. So it's definitely feeling um, a little surreal at the moment. Well, we appreciate you being here, spending some time with us. Um, I know certainly uh, Husker fans have, have appreciated following your career, and I just kind of wanted to dive into all that and just your journey throughout. Mm -hmm. um, you know, let's, let's start with the most recent, the Iowa win. I know you've talked a lot about it. But when you think about everything leading up to it and to be able to have the court storm and the sellout, yeah. you know, how did you reflect upon that after it sunk in that you guys pulled off the win? Yeah, it definitely took a little bit to sink in um, for a lot of us. It was a pretty surreal feeling. Um, I'm just really grateful that we're able to do that. It's probably one of the most special things I've been able to do here at Nebraska or even since I've been in the U.S. So it was really cool I could do it with this team, and we really deserved that one. You know, court storms are just such an iconic part of college basketball, and and to see it done for a women's basketball game, yeah. for you for you you to get to have a team that was a part of it, not not very many teams get to yeah. do that. <laughs> I mean, what was it like when you when you see the crowd start rushing the court? Yeah, I don't even know if I'll get that experience ever again. So it was really cool to be able to do that and to share that with Husker Nation. I think they really deserve that one. Um, how much they do for this team, I think that they deserve to be on that court. You had family in the stands, too. They've been here uh, for a week now. Mm -hmm. What do they think of the game? <laughs> I think they were definitely taken back as well. Um, playing in front of over 14,000 people was something pretty special that, that we're not used to seeing. So it was pretty cool that they got to share that experience, and they may have stormed the court a little bit. I was going to say, did they, did they make it out into the court, well, too? Well, my, my mom did. Um, she kind of jumped over the railing and <laughs> took a little tumble. But <laughs> she made it there. Um, my grandparents slowly made their way out a little bit after. <laughs> I drug my mom out there too. Yeah. So, you know, just you don't ever, you don't know when you might get that opportunity again. Yeah. I had never been a part of it before. So, no. it just, you know, now that we've had three here this mm -hmm. season, it's, it's yep. just been pretty cool. Yeah. Um, the shot that you took that gave you guys the lead, you know, I, I asked several of your teammates and then Coach Williams after, you know, they were talking about how there was nobody else they wanted taking that shot and that you take that shot in practice and they yeah. had all the confidence in the world in you once it left your hands. Take me through that moment and how much you felt like, okay, this, this is what I've done mm -hmm. every day to prepare for this moment. Yeah, I think it's a pretty cool feeling to know that everyone um, alongside of you wants you to take that shot and trust in you to take that shot. Um, and I wanted it too. Like, I think that um, I wanted to beat that team really bad and I had the confidence in myself to be able to knock down and hit that shot. But... That confidence doesn't come from my teammates. That, that confidence comes from my teammates and them believing in me. But when you are working tirelessly, and you, I mean, that's, again, when you're thinking about being a college basketball player and, hey, you dream of having that moment, mm -hmm. to have it come to fruition, you know, how, how was that, what was that like, that feeling like when mm -hmm. it's like, okay, this is all the time I spent in the gym for this moment? Yeah, it was pretty cool. I think I kind of got that feeling a little bit more after the fact. I think in the game, I'm so, like, locked in, don't really know what just happened. It's just I know we need to make a bucket right now. But then afterwards and seeing all the stuff on, like, social media and everything, I kind of realized what I just did, <laughs> what our team just did. When uh, Coach Williams was talking about how special it was for you to get to have that big moment, she went back to the time when you were on your recruiting visit, and we're going to sell this out. How do you remember mm -hmm. that, and how did it reflect how did it come back to full circle for you after that moment 
Yeah, I mean, it's everything they pitched when they were recruiting me, so it's pretty special for that to come back around. Um, when I first came here, I didn't really know what I was getting into. I didn't really know anything about Husker Nation, or, but they continued to surprise me every year. Was it, did you take a moment to take it all in to see people from the court to the rafters inside that building? Yeah, I think just being in the middle of that court um, made me a little bit emotional. And then I had an interview after the, afterwards, and I think that got me into tears. So I think that that's kind of when I really soaked it all in, what was really happening around me. You know, what's gone into that to, for Amy Williams to be giving you guys and, and the coaching staff to be giving you, hey, this is what we're working towards, mm -hmm. and then for it to happen, what's gone into that? Yeah, and that's always been our team thing is the belief that we have in this team. And... We continue no matter whether we win or lose, we still have the belief going to the next game that we can be any team in the country. And believing that, like you can, you can achieve some pretty crazy things if you have your mindset on it. So you've been able to do um, some incredible things throughout your time in your Husker uniform. Uh, first player ever to have two triple doubles. Where would you say your game has grown the most? I think I've learned a lot from coming to Nebraska. I think that I've developed all sorts of um, areas in my game. I think I came into college a little more of just a shooter. And now I think that I've really been able to lock in on the defensive end and make that one of my specialties, as well as being able to pass the basketball. I think that I've been able to develop a better IQ for the game. And um, yeah, I think I've added some more parts to my game and then leadership and then also the stuff off the court, like being able to get involved in the community and um, be a role model and stuff. I think that. I've kind of realized how much of an impact you can have since being at Nebraska, and I think there's a lot of areas that I feel like I've improved in. Absolutely. The defensive part of it, because, you know, Coach Williams always brags on, on you, and you're constantly a lot of times picking up the other team's best player. Why has that become a source of pride for you? Yeah, I think that if my offensive game isn't flowing as uh, much as I want it to, I can always lock in on my defense, and I think that that's a way for me to mentally be really intentional with the game um, and I take pride in wanting to lock down um, the best players and I might, I'm not necessarily like the quickest or the most explosive but I think that I'm able to like lock into scout and no tendencies and stuff and I think that takes you a long way in defense and I have a little bit of a skill for that. Yeah I was going to ask you about that like how do you become a good defensive player yeah. if you got a young player listening in mm -hmm. you know and you might not be the quickest or you yeah. know how, what's gone into you developing into becoming the defensive player that you've become? Yeah defense is always effort based and I think um, previously in my career like early on I would take possessions off and I think now it's every single defensive possession matters and like I said you don't have to be the quickest or the tallest or longest or anything just Locking on tendencies, you know, players super left hand, like trying to sit on that left hand and just make them think a little bit. And I think it's a little bit of a mind game as well. So when I talked to you after you had your first triple double. I haven't talked to you since the, the second triple double, but we had some coaches in, and Jessica Keller was saying, you know, she was counting the stats. <laughs> Did you know, do you feel when you're having a, a game like that where you're kind of all over the place? Yeah, I think that um, the rebounds kind of tie in with the assists. Um, I like to be able to get the rebounds so I can push the break and then. You kind of get two stats in one, a rebound and assist. So I think I could feel myself in that game. I felt myself racking them up just a little bit. And then I was definitely informed at halftime by some of my teammates. You know, for you to have done something that no other Husker has done, how, what does that mean to you as you kind of, again, your, your career coming to an mm -hmm. end, to, to have done something to be the first? Yeah, I think it's cool that it's um, in the stat of a triple-double, just being able to be like an all-round player. I think that I pride myself on making others better, and I think a triple-double kind of <laughs> resembles that, just getting rebounds and assists and 
10 points. <laughs> so I think it's um, pretty cool that I have my name next to that stat. So one of the players that's benefited from that is Alexis Markowski, and, and we've been talking a lot about her, but I don't feel like she gets enough credit mm -hmm. on a national stage. How good is she for you guys? How good is she just overall as a, as a teammate to have somebody like that? What yeah. does she provide you guys? Um, everything. <laughs> she is one of like the most underrated um, post players in the country, and for someone to have 20 and 20 is unreal. Um, but she's not just like, she's a rebounding machine, but she's also our emotional leader. And people rely on her um, to get us going. Like if we're having a practice, everyone's a little uh, tired, whatever. She's the first one to be like, come on, guys, let's go. Like she's so intentional with what she does. And she's an incredible person to play with because, you know, she's going to bring it every single day. And the work that she's done um, from the end of last season to now has been unreal and it's why she's been able to put up these numbers and why we've been able to win games and why we rely on her at the end of games. It's, it's, she's very intentional this year and she's one of the best players I've played with. You know, you, you've been a part of some teams that just seems so close here that, you know, I've been able to cover. Um, you know, what's been your perspective of that and the culture mm -hmm. that is in place here that allows you guys to have that kind of tight-knit bond? Yeah, I think a lot of people can say that they have good culture, they have a really good identity with their team, but I think like we truly mean it when we say that. And you see us like on off days or when we have time alone, like we'll still want to be with each other. And I think that this year we've really taken a turn of being honest with each other and being able to take criticism, being able to take accountability and still being best friends after it. Like I think that that has been something that we've really focused on and we generally mean it. And I think that's what's made us do a little extra push this year. Another cool story this season and it's been fun to follow is Callan Hake mm -hmm. and she's gosh been such a big part of of the team's success this year. You know, she has alluded to you being a role model and you've really helped her along. What's been your perspective of her growth and yeah. and how she's been able to come into her own this season? Yeah, Callan's a teammate that everyone wants to have because she wants to get better. She wants to learn, she wants to grow, she wants to pick your brain like I think it's really special to have a young player like that that wants to get better and is committed to doing that um, and she's one of the most positive people I've played with and she's no matter how much she's playing no matter how much she scored no matter anything like she will still be the first smile that you see after a game so I think it's pretty special to have a player that that's that is that committed to our team and the game of basketball so it's pretty cool to be able to take Catlin under my wing and um, help her through this learning how to be a point guard process. <laughs> so we want to do some reflecting as a senior day is coming up. Take me back to young Jazz. Why did she pick up the basketball in the first place? Mm -hmm. So I was a part of a very basketball oriented family. Both my parents played pro, uh, pro basketball and then I watched my older brother go to college and my sister dabbled in basketball a little bit. But I kind of just spent a lot of my younger years playing one-on-one -on -one in the backyard with my siblings. So I think it's, it's pretty cool to be able to take basketball to a new country and be able to share that with my family. I think it's been like a bit of a full circle moment with them being here and then having them come out with me on senior night is going to be a pretty cool thing. So when and how did the dream become to play college basketball in the United States? Um, my family started to get some Facebook messages <laughs> we weren't really unsure of what they were or anything. Um, but then I watched my older brother go to college. He went to Kentucky Wesleyan Division II school. So I watched his process. I watched him come home every year and talk about how much he loved it and stuff. And, um, and then my family said to me, it's pretty much like, if you don't 
like it, you can always come home and just give it a shot sort of thing. And I've been here five years now. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. You know, you, you said you came in more of a shooter, but Izzy Bourne would disagree with that because I remember sitting down with her and she was saying how much she remembers how exciting it was to be able to play with a passer like you mm -hmm. again. So I feel like that's always been a big part of your game. How did the vision become about for you to be able to see the floor, to be able to pass the basketball mm -hmm. like, like you do? I think I've always been a little bit of an unselfish player growing up. Um, having the ability to pass the basketball, I think I've always had. I think um, having a good basketball IQ kind of comes a long way with that, just knowing where the extra pass needs to be made, knowing who's going to be open on this play, that sort of thing. Um, but it's been able to develop a lot. I think that Coach Keller has been a really big help with how we watch film and knowing where the reads are coming from, what I should have done better here. And I think that my passing game has been, been able to develop a lot since being here. And having players like Izzy Bourne and Alexis and Nat Potts and people that run the floor and we have that two-way communication like, hey, I need that pass a little harder, whatever. Um, I think that's brought me a long way as well. Who was your role model growing up? So I grew up watching Penny Taylor, mm -hmm. yeah, so I think she played for the club um, that I used to play for back home, so I always remember going to her games. So when you decide that you want to come play college basketball and you go through the recruiting process, you, you end up at Oregon, but then you wind up back at Nebraska. But when you, you start kind of start thinking about that, you're going on your re recruiting trips, and now here you are, it's winding down. Is it what you, have, <laughs> what you thought it was going to be? How did it compare to what you thought to what it is? Yeah. I didn't really have a whole lot of expectation going in, so I think that's even cooler to be able to everything succeed what I was thinking it might have been. Um, but going into um, playing for Nebraska, I honestly had no idea, like I said, what I was getting into. And this has been one of the best experiences that I've had, and I'm very grateful to have had three years here. You had talked about kind of being a role model and, and your impact in the community, and now you're that Penny Taylor. I mean, the lines to get your autograph, to want your their poster signed, how special is it? How meaningful is it when you walk out, win or lose, and all those little girls are looking up to you and are aspiring to maybe be in the jersey like you are? <laughs> yeah, it makes it all worth it, I, I think. Um, even the games where we, where we lose, I love to go out there just because it means more than just the game. Like, I think that our team is um, really special in the fact that we do inspire a lot of people. And being able to have that intentional conversations with, like, young kids after games and stuff really means a lot to them because I know it did when I was younger. So I think it's really cool to give back in that way. The way that this community has embraced you, Husker Nation has embraced you coming from Australia, what has that meant to you and your family that mm -hmm. they, they do love you so much, they do support you so much, they do root for you so much? Yeah, I mean, I'm so far away from home. I'm, my family absolutely adore the fact that I have people looking after me here and people think so highly of me here and it's really special to have that feeling and I feel that I kind of owe it to come back to Lincoln and be around here. Like, I don't ever want this to be, like, the last time I'm in Nebraska. I really want to be back here and, and make visits and still have this place be a part of my home. Would you have thought you would have been, you know, someone signing that many autographs after basketball games when, when you were that little girl growing up? I didn't think that. I didn't think so, no. So then Pinnacle Bank Arena and the way that you guys have, have just been so good inside that building, um, how have you seen it grow and, and become such a tough basketball arena for teams to come in and, and play you guys? Yeah, I think it's all sports here in Nebraska. We're always... Um, have the most support possible and it's really special to be able to be a part of that not everyone gets that feeling and 
I'd be scared to come and play in PBA. Um, so we're really thankful for that and the way they're showing out for the men's team as well. It's really cool to have PBA as one of the scariest <laughs> places to play. What about being part of women's basketball during this time of growth? I mean, you guys have now been part of multiple TV records, yeah. the sellout, just everything that's gone on in the sport of basketball since you started playing. How has it been to be a part of all of that? It's a very special feeling. Um, I definitely have seen it grow over the five years that I've been in college. And then being able to play against some of the best players in women's basketball right now, night in and night out, in the Big Ten and how good they are, it's pretty cool to be able to given, be given that spotlight um, thanks to the people that obviously came before us and have paved the way for us to be able to share these court storms and 14,000 people coming to our games. I know a lot of people back in the day never thought that was possible, so it's pretty cool to be able to share that. Speaking of that, what is it like guarding Caitlin Clark for those of us that never want to, never <laughs> will have that opportunity? It's tough. She is unpredictable just because she has so many moves that she can go to. You kind of take away one of them and then she's got a back, back option, which is pretty hard to guard her. And obviously it takes all five people on our team to know where she is at at all times. And then she has the ability to pass the basketball. So if you overhelp, it's going right past your ear to that player. <laughs> so it's, she is an incredible player and she is, she's hard to stop. <laughs> What has she done for the game, too? I mean, yeah. I know you have tremendous respect for her in that program, but just, you know, to, for her to break the record, mm -hmm. and, and you guys kept her from doing it here, yeah. but for her to do it that next game, just what has she meant to this sport, to this game? Yeah, I don't know how she does it with all the pressure that she has on her um, and being able to perform night in and night out and still her bad game is still 30 points. Like, it <laughs> is unreal. We haven't really seen a talent like that in women's basketball for a while. So it's pretty cool to be able to play against her for the last three years and then what she's been able to do for the sport. Like, it's a rivalry between us and Nebraska, but what she's able to produce for women's basketball is something that we all um, are grateful for. Okay, so throughout your time here in Nebraska, what are some of the biggest things you've learned, you'll take away, have been the biggest impacts on you? I would say the biggest one would be always know that there are people watching. I think that I didn't realize coming in here how many people like actually looked up to myself and this team and um, always watching what you're putting on social media, always watching if you go to the grocery store, someone knows who you are sort of thing. Just being able to be intentional with making an impact and being a good person no matter who's watching. you got a long ways to go in the uniform, but, but what has it meant to you to wear the Huskers across your chest? Yeah, I'm really grateful. I don't even know how to put it into words, and I think Senior Night's going to be an emotional one just because um, this program means so much to me, and it's going to be weird to not be here anymore. But like I said, I really want to have a tie on this program and still stay in touch with this university. For those that might not remember the story, um, what was it about Nebraska that, that drew you here after you went to Oregon and came back? But, but you kind of felt the tie to this place the first time yeah. you came here, right? <laughs> I did. So when I was at Oregon, I actually visited Nebraska because I was best friends with Izzy Bourne. Um, and I was here for about two weeks and I didn't want to leave. <laughs> was, I was really close with all my teammates and um, being able to see the coaches again, they have always had a really good relationship with me. And when I didn't commit, commit here, that we still had that relationship where when they knew I was in the transfer portal, they said, hey, like, <laughs> we'd love to have you back sort of thing. And I just knew this was the place for me. I'm yeah, really grateful. What would be the one thing you'd tell your 10, 11, 12-year-old self? I would say don't take um, basketball too seriously too early. Um, my parents have always been really good at not trying to burn me out and still have the love for the game, play other sports, go do kid things. Um, yeah, just be a kid. 
Okay, um, you got some basketball to play. Let's talk the matchup. Minnesota, you guys came back, fought hard, but ended up falling at Minnesota. This next time around at home, what are the keys to this matchup for you guys to, again, protect home court one last time? Yeah, Minnesota, really all-round good team. Um, they just lost their, one of their best players, but they're still playing really incredible basketball at the moment. I think we have to be able to be a really good rebounding team. Um, we have to be able to keep the ball in front, and we have to knock down shots. All right, last thing I got for you, just, uh, and again, we're still planning on watching you play lots of times in, mm -hmm. in the Nebraska uniform uh, as we move towards the postseason, but what would, what would be your message to Husker Nation be as you are going to, you know, again, take the court for Senior Day on Saturday? Yeah, um, just thank you for embracing me, um, treating me like one of your own. Uh, I'm just, yeah, if I keep talking, I'll start crying, but um, <laughs> I'm just really grateful for how they've really taken me under their wing and, and, and treated me since I've been here for the last three years. I think your accent has gotten less evident yes. since you've been here, too. Every time I go home, everyone thinks that I sound American. So <laughs> <laughs> i got to get back. <laughs> go get it back. Well, Josh, it's been, again, just tremendous covering your career, and we look forward to much more. But um, have fun. Enjoy Senior Day. I will. Thank you. And that is Jazz Shelley with Nebraska women's basketball. We got Minnesota coming up on Saturday, 4 o'clock inside Pinnacle Bank Arena, huskers.com slash tickets if you want to be there and, and support Jazz and her fellow seniors. And the women's basketball team is to make a push towards the postseason. Thanks for watching this episode of Husker Women's Wednesday. Emeritus is proud to power Husker Women's Wednesday and all of Husker women's athletics. Thanks for watching and listening. Make sure you subscribe and like wherever you listen to never miss an episode right here on the Huskers Radio Network podcast.